Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself And there's some stories I can tell you This is the final word India-England daily after the third day at Chennai. I'm Adam Collins. With me is Jeff Lemon, who'll tell us all about it in the space of 30 seconds. In 30 seconds, India resumed 249 ahead, but then wickets started falling. Pajara, Rohit Sharma, Rishabh Pant, Ajinkya Rahane. They all got out and there was that sense that maybe they were about to fall over. Maybe England could keep it in check. They ball was spitting everywhere. Akshar Patel got out, but then Kohli buckled down with Ravichandra and Ashwin. They batted deep into the second session. They added 96. Kohli was out for 62. Ashwin just kept on going. He made a century, his fifth in test cricket. They were out with nearly 500 as a lead and they nabbed three wickets before stumps for good measure after day three. Very, very nicely done there, Jeff. Just inside the 30 seconds if we had the timer on it. Uh, look, uh, we'll come to Ashwin. Uh, he was just phenomenal today. But let's start with Coley. Do, can, can we start with Ashwin? Can we start with Ashwin? Like, surely we have to. Okay, I let's mean, start with Ashwin. Man, if, if you say so. We, I see you've okay. been cataloguing uh, on your Twitter feed what he achieved today in terms of adding a century to a five-wicket haul. Where, where does this put him overall? Well, he's done that three times now, um, and the only person who's done it more times is Ian Botham. So, um, fairly remarkable. I think Betty Wilson and Enid Bakewell both did it three times in mm-hmm. women's tests too. But it, it was more the way that that 100 was made. But when he came in, those wickets that had fallen in the first session, it was all happening in a hurry. The ball was spitting. It was jumping. It looked like, you know, this might be as bad as a surface as all the England pundits were saying. And, and it was Ravichandra and Ashwin and Virat Kohli who, who calmed it. They t- to the surface. Ashwin counter-attacked early, kept pulling out the sweep shot, which he said after play he hasn't played since he was 19. For a but dozen apparently years, he's been he working said. on it the last Amazing. couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they'd used it. They decided it was their counter-attack to Jack Leach was to sweep. And so Ashwin was sweeping from the outset. His second ball he swept for four. Um, an even 50 partnership at the lunch break. Batted reasonably circumspectly deep into the second session. And then when Coley was out seven overs before T, Ashwin took them to T on 60-odd and then just kept going after that um, and, and really went up the gears as the other wickets fell at the other end. It was, you know, to bat through the best part of three sessions in the day for a number eight and make his fifth test 100, it was an exhilarating performance. And when someone's chasing 100 and they're on 80-odd with the number 11 at the other end, it's, yes. they're always some of the best moments of test cricket. No, absolutely. And the way that uh, Mohamed Siraj celebrated, he might get himself a nomination for the Hall of Fame in a little bit. He was so elated for his uh, colleague, uh, Ravichandran Ashwin, as you say, making his fifth uh, century in Test cricket. The reason I wanted to raise Coley first, though, um, there were five wickets mm. in inside the first seventy minutes of play this morning, and Coley had to observe most of that either from the non-strikers' end and getting off a pair. It took him seventeen or eighteen balls uh, to get off the mark initially, and he 
batted in a faultless manner, not too dissimilar to the second innings at Chennai in the first test match last week. He couldn't have done anything more right. He just found a way to uh, survive on that track. And look, uh, yes, there's pitch politics everywhere around this week, and I've seen enough of it on Twitter to last me a lifetime. But what is clear is that inside that first hour, the ball was turning square. Uh, can, a, can a ball turn more than square? It felt like it was turning more than square mm. early on when Mo and Ali was bowling, and indeed Jack Leach as well. A couple of absolutely brilliant stumpings from Ben Folks along the way. A run out where Pajara got his bat caught in the track, an unusual way uh, to start the third morning. But it was Coley who had to survive and make sure that they did get into that second session. And look, don't get me wrong. Had they collapsed and been all out for 100, they still would have had more than enough time. Indeed, had they been all out for 100, this, this match would be over tonight. They would have already bowled out England in the second inning. So I'm certain of that on the evidence of what we've seen in the final 45 minutes before stumps were pulled on this third <laughs> evening. But uh, nonetheless, Coley laid that foundation. When he was joined by Ashwin, had that guy riding shotgun. Ashwin played some fairly outlandish Landy shots at the very start and you're thinking he's going to have a real pop here he's going to take the I suppose the Richard Punt approach of the best form of defense is attack but Coley spoke to Ashwin early on he, he seemed to come together with him at the end of an over and say no no you've got a job here to do mate I need you to bat with me and they did so he, he toned it down a little bit they got to lunch and as you say they, they accelerated later it was a fantastic partnership worth 96 runs and it was right through that middle portion of the day which sucked the life out of the England spin attack. Yeah, no, I think what we've seen with both teams um, batting or bowling is that it's been the newer ball that's actually helped the spinners yeah. a lot more. That's been the ball that's cut through the surface, that's brought up big chunks of dust and debris, um, and that's had particularly had the extra bounce. That's been almost more of a problem than the spin. Like I was, if you're talking about it spinning more than square, if a spinner's good enough, they should be able to get the ball to pitch and then bounce back to them. That's when you know you're really putting revs on it. Um, but it wasn't so much the lateral movement as the the extreme bounce. So you know that's what yep. did in a, a couple of players. That's what. Got Rohit Sharma dragging his back foot out. Um, Rishabh Punt came down the wicket one of the few times we've seen him look uh, ordinary trying to hit a six because he wasn't to the pitch of it and there was just too much elevation um, as that ball from Jack Leach turned as well. And so there was... Look, you would have thought if... If England could have bowled out India and been chasing 350, they might have thought, you know, we're a 1% shot of doing something remarkable here, but um, ending up chasing more like 500, uh, a, a very different equation. So it, it still felt to me like it mattered that, that Collier and mm. Ashwin were able to put the brakes on things. And, and in terms of the way Coley went about that innings, it was fascinating to watch the way he got to the pitch of the ball, uh, the way he faced up against the different spinners in different ways so that he was outside off stump by the time he received just about any ball from Moen Ali, the off spinner, meaning that if it hit him on the pad, he was outside the line and he was smothering that spin, absolutely, you know, pillow over it um, to make sure nothing would escape to short leg. When he was facing Jack Leach with the ball turning away, then Coley was staying way leg side of the ball and playing for a straight ball every time and letting the turn go past his edge. But they just got enough loose balls as well, enough full tosses, enough half trackers that they were able to keep a boundary coming every now and then and keep the runs coming and, and make sure that England eventually stopped feeling like they were on top of things. Yeah, that's right. And that's the obvious criticism of the England attack. They, they come out firing and barely bowl a bad delivery in the first 45 minutes or, or thereabouts. And that's highlighted by the leech delivery to Rohit Sharma, which spun a mile from leg stump. Rohit had to play. Ben Stokes 
Ben Stokes. Ben Folks, easy to mix up those two men. Uh, his first of the two stumpings. And the second one, uh, Rishabh Punt. Again, Jack Leach through the gate. I, I described it uh, on Twitter as uh, reminiscent of Ian Healy with Shane Warne as far as having to move all the way to the leg side after the ball pitched outside the off stump. That's not easy to do and it showed Folks' artistry that he was able to get the bails off so quickly after making the clean take. So, And as far as what you identified there with Coley's play, I liked, I felt that it was almost Pajara-esque, and that's a compliment, uh, I should say, by the way, him getting, getting down the track to defend and get outside the line of the off stump or going deep in his crease, way deep in his crease, and playing the ball softly under his eye line. That's hard to do with men around the bat, but Coley backs his technique and, and why wouldn't you when you're a player of his capacity and he has every right to back his uh, technique against spinners even in those conditions but yeah taken as a whole I felt as though Leach tired a little bit towards the end of the first session Mo and Ali hasn't been super consistent at any stage through the test match it's been more about he's bowled some excellent deliveries but he hasn't really dotted them up Joe Root bowled himself occasionally we seldom saw Broad or Stone we saw them in, in, in bursts more in the second and third session but not a lot uh, before lunch, but it didn't quite pay off for England. So, look, they were always chasing well, their tail. They were miles behind the game. Uh, but there, there, there was some, I suppose there were some green shoots, Jeff, to the extent that Jack Leach keeps taking wickets. Uh, ben Folks is a serious wicketkeeper. He's creating chances behind the stumps. So, in terms of thinking about what might be possible next week when they play the third test match, they're both in the series. Well, there was you could sort of feel England giving up just before lunch yeah. when they brought Dan Lawrence on to have a bowl. <laughs> um, but gee, and, and Stuart Broad had come that, on that, just that before that. Ball, yeah, he that, did. that first ball that Lawrence bowled, that, again, that turned a mile as well. I mean, I have to say it was a long shot, but I, on the I know that, and I know they went upstairs and that was a very poor review. But um, I, I, he's one to watch, I reckon, Lawrence with his bowling. The the Ben Folks love in. There's going to be a lot more momentum behind the Ben Folks must be England's wicketkeeper um, sort of train, and and that's justified because you know he was outstanding for the most part. The the criticism you could make is his decision to stand up to the stumps to Stuart Broad. Maybe it was Joe Root's decision. I'm not sure, but that did backfire because there were two yeah. edges from Ashwin, um, one of which went to the left of Stokes at first slip who was standing very close at first slip and if you know had the wicket keeper been back that would have been a keeper's catch um, and the other was a catch to folks himself standing up to the stumps both of them off Ashwin one in the 30s one in the 50s um, when, when Ashwin was on those scores both went down Ashwin went on to make 100 and, and rubbed their faces into the dirt there was another chance missed off Leach by folks but that one there was actually a little edge from Ashwin that forced the ball down forced it very low yeah. So folks was coming up with the ball and really had no chance to get down to either take that catch or or affect the stumping when Ashwin gave it the charge. And he missed it, but he didn't entirely miss it. He did just get a a nick on it, a toe end that forced it down. So that'd be the only question mark over uh, the Ben folks action today. The the praise today would be standing up to to the stumps to Broad. And how like Stuart Broad is it to not bowl for so long to come on just before the lunch break and then have a catch dropped in his first yes. over. How many chances go down off Stuart Broad? I, I know he's got a tally of well over 100 um, of the you know the 500-plus wickets that he does have. There have been 100 other chances that could have been taken. Yeah, and I think with the coming up to the stumps, it stands to reason, 
on the basis of how slow it was coming through. And you'd, you'd think that given how well folks does keep up to the stumps that he might be able to engineer another stumping. But yeah, it didn't it didn't pay off for England today. And I suppose they were in a stage of the game where they had to create something. They had to get resourceful. I get where they were coming from. But hey, look, as I said before, they were, they were so far behind when they started the third morning that everything needed to go right and even had everything gone right they they still uh, had really lost the game uh, on that second afternoon so it was more or less a moot point uh jeff in terms of the player of the day we've already um, touched on ashwin once before let's go back there again i mean the overall figures the fact that he's been so uh, able to back up a fine performance with the ball with the bat uh, not all players are able to do that but he, he he sort of feeds feeds off one discipline with the other we saw that with mitchell johnson didn't we in his test career that when he was making runs often wickets would follow cliched as it was to say that towards the end of his career perhaps but Ashwin has that habit as well a good habit to have yeah and and he is a chance in this test to join the very select club of players who've made a test hundred and taken 10 wickets in the same test match that from memory is only Imran Khan Ian Botham and Shakib Al-Hassan in the men's I think and uh Enid mm. Bakewell and Betty Wilson in the women's. So five players all up who've who've each done that once apiece. Um, Ashwin, although he's got Akshar Patel getting in his way, taking wickets at the other end, um, two of the three wickets to fall to Akshar. But Ashwin's got one already, so he just needs four out of the remaining seven on the last day. And you'd imagine he'll be doing a fair bit of the bowling on the final day. And Akshar, who already has two wickets to his name uh, in the fourth innings, should really have a third. Joe Root, extremely lucky to be let off uh, within mm. moments of the close of play. Um, left arm around the wicket, his orthodox spin, the one that went straight on. Root misread it, deep in the crease, hit him on the back pad, remarkably wasn't given out on the field and went umpire's call because it hit him, you know, fractionally outside the line, or should I say maybe 49% of the ball hit him inside the line, or however they mm. calculate these matters. But after losing Jack Leach's first ball around the corner, the night watchman, Joe Root, did have to go in. I would have liked to have seen a second night watchman, but that's by the by. And Root really should be out as well. And I joked on Twitter that had Root fallen then, they, they should have asked for the extra half an hour because they would every chance of taking mm. uh, the remaining wickets before what would have been the, the adjusted close of play. Yeah, well, th- that one was, you know, Coley was pretty furious. And anyone who's trying to suggest that the umpires are somehow partisan towards India, uh, look, Coley had four runs taken off him that were given as leg buys. He got a warning for running on the pitch when he crossed over when he was coming back for a third run when he was batting. And there was that decision. There have been a lot of arguments between Virat Coley and the umpires. They're, they're not just going along with what he wants. So don't worry too much about that. But look, he, he did bat superbly today. Um, you know the the real the bright spot for England out of the day is Ben Folks with the gloves, and um, aside from that, they've just got to try to get something out of it tomorrow. Like find, have a couple of players find a way to fight for a while, to bat for a couple of hours. Ashwin showed it can be done if you get through that difficult early part of the innings. You can stick around for a while in the middle, and so they'll need that experience to stand them in any sort of stead moving forward to the third and fourth tests. So Ashwin player of the day, Jeff, we have to induct a new member to our hall of fame. I'll kick us off. I love the idea that Andrew Sampson uh, relayed to us uh, during the afternoon uh, that Ben folks is the only cricketer to affect two stumpings on his birthday. Of course, he celebrated his 28th birthday birthday, uh, today. And uh, we've already talked about him at great length, but uh, yes, the only player on their birthday to get two stumpings over to you. 
Yeah, well, I, I, th- I think Josh Butler hasn't had many stumpings either in one of his career odd Test matches. <laughs> um, yeah, so so folks has gone past him in one afternoon. Um, I did mention Stuart Broad not bowling until the forty fourth over of a Test match innings. Has that ever happened before in a match he's played in? I doubt it. Um, that was pretty good for one. Also, the fact that before he'd bowled, he he went trying to to chase down a boundary that I think Ashwin had struck down the ground. And just gave it everything. He furiously pursued it. He flung himself after it and then crashed into the fence so hard that he ripped a giant hole in, in the knee of his trousers. Um, and that was, the, that was how much energy he had because he hadn't been called upon to do anything else um, in terms of a bowling spell. So I enjoyed that one. That sounds good enough to me. Jeff, let's go with that. And as far as throwing forward, I mean, look, there's not a lot to take from this test match from competitive balance perspective. We know that India are going to win tomorrow. They'll probably win inside the first 90 minutes to a session at most, you'd imagine. But the one man that might stand in their way could be Dan Lawrence. Now, Dan Lawrence had a double failure in the first test match. He struggled uh, at the second time of asking in Sri Lanka, but played a couple of very nice aggressive shots uh, before stumps tonight, including one big six over long on. Using his feet, we know how adept he is through the onside. That's where there is something to be found for England tomorrow, tomorrow I reckon. It's as far as um, trying to look ahead to the test series and not completely losing their bundle. If a player like... Lawrence can assert himself after Burns and Sibley have both fallen early. That will do in the world of good, considering it is a four-test match series. Yeah, it will. And look, we will see whether there is anything to discuss like that tomorrow. Or we could be talking about one of the great test matches of all time being set up for a terrific fifth day. You know, who knows? <laughs> test cricket in 2021. You, you don't want to rule anything out at this point. No, fair enough. We'll be here, of course, on the India England Daily. This is the final word. Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon. If you like what we do, patreon.com forward slash the final word. And we'll do it all again at Stumps tomorrow when the game will almost certainly be over. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself And there's some stories I can tell you yeah.